Good morning, role players. Can you all hear me out there? Good. Let's get into it. This is In and Out of Character, a podcast about role playing and role players. I cannot, I cannot, I cannot tell you all, it is so good to be back. I have been gone for a very, very long time, as you guys may have noticed, to all of you who have listened to me before, and I do appreciate you asking where I've been and how I've been doing. I have to admit that life has been very, very, very crazy lately, but hey, that's okay. We all go through these things in our life. What really matters is if you can continue to do the things that you love, you know, without going crazy. I'll be honest, when I started doing this again, when I finally was able to sit down and start recording again and start reaching out to other role players and having them come back on and talking with them, I thought to myself, is this just going to be a continuation of season one or should I finally start doing season two? Well, it's been a long enough time, so I figured, hey, you know what? Let's just go ahead and just call this season two. I feel like it's going to be a better way to start off the whole, you know, everything. Don't worry, everything is pretty much going to be the same. I'm going to have role players come on, talk, tell me how they got into role playing, and tell me about their experience. Is what this is, that is what this podcast is all about. And don't worry, if you want to be on the podcast, you can be. All you have to do is reach out to me. I'll leave my Discord information uh, down below, or you can just fill out the form, and I'll get to you when I get down the line. It doesn't matter if you are uh, someone who is very experienced at role playing, or if you're just new at role playing. I'd be more than happy to have a conversation with you and have you on. I just have to get through everybody. There's a couple of other things that I wanted to do since this is going to be technically season two. I wanted to start having a question of the week at the end of the podcast, talking about your characters. And if again, if you don't want to be on the podcast, feel free to just answer the question and I'll talk about it in the next episode. I think it's going to be a good way to reach out and talk with people. And before I bring in our guest, I really quick just want to give a very big thank you for the patience from everybody in my discord server especially all the good friends who i have been role-playing with for a very long time now and who i feel like i can't give enough attention to right now with everything going on i can't get online and role-play and notice roles online anymore it's very difficult to maintain my role-playing experiences so i'm sort of living vicariously through all of them and again you guys thank you so much for just being here with me and being patient i hope that everything that i have with the site going on which i will talk about later in the podcast and this podcast itself really brings good to the community and that's what i really want it's just to bring some good energy to the community with all that out of the way let's go ahead and bring in damien from the roleplay rejects 
And hey, seriously, thanks for listening. I hope I don't I hope I don't seem like I'm gushing too much, but I genuinely enjoy your podcast. I, I really do. I really do appreciate that. Like it's nice to have some form of feedback rather than like from my parents. Yeah, yeah. I I think it's pretty good. Um I I am well, I will admit that I am a person who doesn't find things generally negative in the first place. Like whenever someone asks me my opinion about a movie, it has to be really bad for me to be like, Oh, I didn't like it. Uh, generally I walk away from every movie or everything going, it was okay. And then like, there are certain things that makes it better for me. Wesley is so hilarious. I love fucking best. Um, I don't know her name and I'm so sorry, but who is your current GM for bunkers and badasses? Uh, Stevie, that would be my wife actually. I, she is so good. And I know that she apologizes a lot for feeling like she isn't like doesn't have enough ready or prepared. She is doing great as a DM, and she is, she is right. Yeah, like it's I, her I'm first. Not having... It's her first actual time like running a game. Like we've done a couple things where she's like led a, a one shot ish kind of a thing, but mm-hmm. yeah, she's doing incredible. Yeah, I I never feel lost. I never feel like, oh, what happened? Like, I did at one point go, where's Gary when uh, you're playing that one episode? <laughs> and then you brought it up in the next episode. Um, but but that happens to literally everybody. Like, no one could be at fault for that. That is just a, oops, we forgot that an NPC existed. I guess it was so, just... The, the funny, sorry, the funny thing about that is it took me editing, like, the last two episodes there... To finally mm-hmm. remember that Gary existed. Like, we, we didn't even go into the next episode thinking, like, are we missing something? I had mm-hmm. to, like, during editing, remember that he was a fucking character. Yeah, yeah. It, it was pretty fun because uh, I, I think I got... Um, oh, also, uh, Misty. Not not the player, the character. Yeah. Um, <laughs> although it is good to see Misty returning in Bunkers and Badasses. Happy yeah. she's here. Yeah. Um, um shout out to misty if she ever listens to this um but um her character what her when she's describing uh misty as the character um are are using the voice and how she does that wispy that you know what i'm talking about that yeah yeah the wisp or like uh ethereal kind of a thing uh she makes me feel like it's a character out of adventure time and I know that this is going to sound silly, but I really enjoy the way that she uses her voice for these characters. Yeah, she's doing good because she was saying initially, like before we even started, that she was a little bit worried that she wasn't going to have like a good voice for the different characters. Everyone's going to sound the same and everything. But I think she's doing she's doing just fine. All right, everybody at home. I'm so sorry. Uh, I am here with Damien from the Roleplay Rejects who I hope to uh, get to know much more in the near future. And he and his group have been doing a tabletop role-playing game uh, podcast for, oh God, like a year now, almost? Uh, it's going to be a year in September. September 12th of last year was uh, when we first released. Mm-hmm. I listened to literally everything that y'all have done. And I the only thing I haven't listened to is the last episode of bunkers and badasses uh so i'm a episode behind the last thing that i heard 
was about the giant and i did cry a little bit oh that was so sad it was sad and when i was listening to that one i was like how many is this now this is they have got to have been at this for for a while now pretty regularly right you, you yeah barely miss uh, a release time yeah there was uh one time in uh i think it was june july kind of time frame where mm-hmm. uh the wife and i and the kid all got covid sadly mm-hmm. uh, it took fucking year number three to finally finally get us but uh yeah i mean we're we're all fine now but uh yeah other than that we have been hitting it every single week it's has been great um so Damien, how did you get into role playing, uh, whether it be tabletops or otherwise? Like, what, how, like, what was your journey into that process? All right, uh, I'm gonna kind of go on a rant here. It's gonna be a really weird journey here. Oh, I I love rants. Go for so, it. So, uh, I served in the Marine Corps for uh, five years, just mm-hmm. the one term. Um, but while I was there, uh, me and my buddy. What we would often do is when we were just kind of hanging out in the barracks room or eventually when we got uh, like on base housing with our wives and everything, mm-hmm. uh, we would say two numbers. The first number would be the season. The second mm-hmm. number would be the episode for South Park. And we would just start <laughs> watching it. Uh-huh. And we really liked the one called uh, Cock Magic. That's where they oh, would... Where they were playing Magic the Gathering? Where they were playing Magic the Gathering, yeah. Yeah. So we were like, you know, it would be really funny if we played that. So we did. And now both of us are super obsessed with with Magic the Gathering. But that kind of like led down this path of nerddom. So when I was hanging out at the the barracks one of the days, uh, a guy came... By was just bullshitting and mentioned that he plays Dungeons and Dragons. So mm-hmm. I was thinking, okay, uh, are you looking for another player? Because I'd love to try it out. I've never played any of that kind of stuff. It always seemed kind of interesting. Is that cool? Uh, so he said, yeah. Went over to his house. We actually played on a uh, it was a fold-out table mm-hmm. that they had been doodling on. And... Uh, so some stereotypes about Marines are true. Uh, there are a lot of dicks all over the table. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I tried playing that and I really liked how just kind of like how narrative it was, how cool a lot of the powers were and everything. So I started uh, trying to see if other people wanted to play or if I could keep on playing that game with them. Sadly, it only lasted about two sessions before we I got busy with other things, but I invited some uh, other friends over, started getting uh, a game together. Uh, That's when another one of my friends said that he likes Pathfinder a lot more than, excuse me, than uh, D&D 5e. And I I agree. I'm a big fan of Pathfinder over D&D 5e. Um, Really? Yeah, I uh, I enjoyed 5e more than 4th edition, but uh 3rd edition D&D was probably my favorite. Um uh, and that's probably the reason why I like Pathfinder so much is because Pathfinder is much more um uh it's much more related to 3rd edition than it is to the other ones. Yeah, cuz they uh they split at that point with uh, Wizards of the Coast doing their thing and then Paizo. I like it a lot a lot more and I'll I'll get into that for sure. 
Uh, mm-hmm. But this buddy of mine started running some Pathfinder games. Um, I got really into it. I, because I'm an idiot, I went with a uh, strength based wizard. Like <laughs> strength. <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry. I'm not laughing. I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing with you. I promise. No, no, it's fine to laugh at me. That was an awful idea. I mean, I got it from uh, that World of the War World of Warcraft uh, movie that mm-hmm. they did. And you know yep. that uh, orcish shaman guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. So I just tried to build him. I just went with a wizard though for some reason. So there I was, you know, casting dancing lights and then trying to run up and kill rats with a great axe. Hey, you know the best part, the best part of role playing is you can role play literally anything and if it works, awesome. If it doesn't work, at least you tried. Yeah. I have an idea for a uh another strength-based wizard, but one that'll actually work maybe. But mm-hmm. uh yeah, so Started doing that, and that's when I decided that I wanted to try uh, jamming a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I tried it a couple times. Um, at first, though, I was playing with uh, not not to like shit on anyone, right? If this is the way that you like to play, that's perfectly fine. It's just not the way that I like to play. Uh, these players were kind of min maxi, so they yeah. were mostly going for like as high of stats as they possibly could. RP be damned. Right. Kind of yeah. Thing. Yeah. Uh, I used to also kind of be sort of that person. Um, I prefer more role playing than I do anything else. But when I first actually started, um, I, I don't know why, but I was just like, I want to build the absolute best character I possibly can who can do everything and anything very, very, very well. Right. And uh, yeah, uh, I found out a little bit later that it just wasn't as fun for everyone else uh so i stopped and i stopped trying to make characters uh mm, how do i say this i tried to stop making perfect characters and i started making good characters which there is a difference oh absolutely because i mean everyone understands the notion that it feels bad when you can't do something but Mm -hmm. having those kinds of faults really helps round out the character and i as well it took me a bit to fully understand and appreciate that understanding that it's not just you know it's not your story it is mm-hmm. everyone's story that you're all trying to trying to go uh, through absolutely uh one of my favorite podcasts um besides yours i just i just want you to know besides yours no oh, you're good man you're good uh, <laughs> um so it's steve and uh it's me and steve talk uh tabletops uh, talk about tabletops. And one of the things that they said, to quote Steve, is that when people people who like tabletops essentially are adults, um, are like are near adults who like to play cops and robbers. And you can't play cops and robbers if the cops absolutely overpower the robbers, basically. Right. Or vice versa. The like the robbers always win. It's it's a it's a story about everybody, like you just said. It it's Mm, I love I love role playing. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you've got this podcast, you've got that website that's going <laughs> up, you've got a lot of a lot of indicators. <laughs> yeah, 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 a little bit. Yeah. But anyways, go ahead, continue on. I'm so sorry. No, you're good. Uh, so it took me a bit of trial and error to really like figure out what I'm doing as a GM. I'm still mm-hmm. not there yet. Um, I'm slowly working into it, but. 
Uh, I used to be one of those GMs who had like their uh, the GM character that kind of got thrown in. One of those types where I was like trying to be one of the party also while running this game. Mm-hmm. And that's... It's hard. Isn't yeah. It? It's a very it's... fine line. Oh, absolutely. Um, because you you also want to play. And sometimes just setting up the pieces just to see them knocked over isn't as fun as also being able to knock over the pieces. Because you also can't just... You can't be a part of the party completely if you are the DM. Because you know what you're thinking, unfortunately, as the DM. Yeah, and it doesn't matter how good you are at like separating yourself and your knowledge from your character's knowledge. Like, mm-hmm. there's gonna be that little bit of overlap. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, the uh, the in character and out of character line. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I uh, how I got around that. Uh, actually, I don't even know if I've actually gotten around that. To be honest with you. Um, I set up, I, I build dungeons ahead of time or I build segments and stories and the segments are, the players have to figure it out. Like I'll put all the pieces in a place and they have to figure it out. And I just try to enjoy etching out the characters and that's where I try to get my enjoyment from the game. Oh yeah. Or just like setting someone else up just to see mm-hmm. their, whatever they go off on. Like, uh, mm-hmm. I really liked in uh, in Star Wars where, like, Wesley's character had his moment of uh, talking with Master Fawn. Like, Kyrus there was all, you know, pissy about, uh, you know, Master Fawn literally cutting someone's leg off. Uh, supposed to be a Jedi, you know, you're not supposed to do that kind of thing. Right. Uh, but... Uh, yeah, then it's like just sitting back and just hearing Wesley ask, "Just did you enjoy it?" was just incredible. Like it's it's just one sentence, but it just it hit. It really hit. Yeah, um, there's a lot of stuff in your show that like actually hits, and I don't know if I can say this enough, and I don't know if saying this will ever just give you enough credit. Um, but you guys do a very good job of explaining your characters' actions and the reasoning behind those actions. And besides for just like the the numbers, which I do I do enjoy numbers in a tabletop podcast. Um, but the reactions and the or the actions and the reactions just make it so much better. And you guys do such a good job. And like oh, thank like the. You. Yeah, like the like the again with the giant with the giant, and and I'll I'll make sure to link these episodes in the in the show notes so people can go listen to them, or maybe you know the first episodes of each one, so that way people can get started on listening to them. Um, yeah, you can also uh, find us at anywhere that you listen to podcasts and at our website roleplayrejects.com. dot uh, com. Yeah, aimless plug. <laughs> no, feel free to feel free to mention it as much as possible. Um, but um, what was I saying? The I was giant. talking about the giant. Yes, like y'all's reaction and including the conversation at the very end of that. Um, just it felt good to hear that. Oh, the little like uh, out of character, like mm-hmm. holy shit! Yeah, because it's also it's also about you as players, um, learning about these characters and um, playing them out and how they affect you. Like a lot of a lot of things that people don't 
take into account when it comes to role-playing, whether it be in MMOs or tabletops, is that the characters can also affect the players. And not oh, just absolutely. other players, but, but yourself as well. And then you learn from your characters. Um, also, uh, on a quick tangent, I've been wanting to tell you this ever since I started listening to Bunkers of Badasses, but I wanted to wait until now. You sound like Batman when you talk when you talk in Fudge Puppy's voice. I, I know. I it's it's hard to get like that perfect blend of like I, an actual psychopath and like you, you do it good. You do it good <laughs> though. Like the laugh is great. Um the laugh is great. Um the reactions are great, and you almost got me in trouble at work. Really? Uh yes, I was so we are not supposed to have headphones out uh, at the factory, but everybody does it. Okay. Uh, and when the and when and the bosses uh, have been um, coming down hard on people in the factory about listening to headphones recently, uh, hasn't stopped anybody. Spoiler alerts: hasn't stopped a single soul, um, because now people are just listening to everything on boom boxes. And okay. Yeah, yeah, I know. And now they have a new thing to do. But anyway, so I have a headband I wear when I'm doing my job, and. Um, Fudge Puppy, who was a psycho from Bunkers and Badasses, just to fill in everybody. And uh, Bunkers, Bunkers and Badasses is that, uh, think Tiny Tina's Assault on Dragon Keep from Borderlands 2, uh, but it's mm-hmm. basically a Borderlands psycho, just an actual insane person. Right. Um, kills Fred. Just stri- murders Fred, the fig farmer. Oh, yeah. Fred, Fred the fig filter. Fred, fig filter. Fred Farrell the fifth. Fig filter. I uh, I stumbled the whole time. Like if you notice, I was trying to kind of be quiet because I was constantly trying to think of some alliteration to do that episode, and I was I could just not keep up. I mean, Joseph mm-hmm. was going off, Wesley was going off, I, Stevie was going nuts with it. I could, I don't know how she kept it straight. Yeah. Um. And when when that happened, and everyone started laughing, I laughed along with it. But I, it was like a burst out laugh. And my boss is like right here. Okay. And and he looks at me and goes, What was that? And I was like, Oh, I thought of a joke and I walked away. And I didn't stop. That that's a good save. And I was like, Oh, I just thought of a joke. And then I laughed before he could ask me what the joke was because I didn't know what joke I was gonna say. Yeah, you gotta just walk out of there at that point. <laughs> Fucking A. <laughs> Uh, anyways, I'm so sorry. I stopped you yet again. Feel free to continue on. You were you were oh, talking no, about good. you were uh, talking about DMing and and having to find yourself or, or find your role in in DMing. Oh yeah, so um, it was one of those guys had their own like player in uh, in the game, like one of the characters or whatever. Uh, obviously, it's just not that good because then you're a little bit too focused on like seeing, showing like, hey, look how cool this, this guy that I made is. Uh, and not mm-hmm. focusing enough on everyone else. Uh, I know. Yeah, then I uh, got out of the Marine Corps. Mm-hmm. Um, and for a good bit there, I wasn't doing any role-playing. Uh, it wasn't until uh, actually like a few months before the pandemic happened, uh, I started to get back in touch with some of the people that I used to play role-playing games with. Mm-hmm. Uh, got together, uh, started up a new game, tried to play uh, Rise of the Rune Lords, another Pathfinder adventure path. That one's a classic. It was their first one. Mm-hmm. I have played it, played through the whole thing. You have? 
Mm-hmm. Ooh, I yes, have yet, was, have yet to play was, through a whole thing. It was one of my favorite things, and it took a very long time to do it because the people I was role playing with had very weird schedules. And oh, that's um, rough. I DM'd it, and it was it was rough because I was like, everyone's like, "Hey, maybe we should start something new," and I was like, "No." We're finishing this. We we've got we are more than halfway through. We are finishing this. Dang it! That's that's kind of rude. I know, but I really wanted to finish it. I no, no, so not bad. not on you. Like it's it's rude on them for just being like, yeah, you poured your heart and soul into this thing. Uh, let's do something else. No, unfortunately, it's just people's time. And when it comes to uh, long games, like uh, like right now, I am also playing through Bunkers and Badasses with my friends. And um, oh, how are you liking friend... it? Oh, I love it. I think it's great. I'm playing a elementalist sniper, and um, uh, like you guys, I'm just I'm doing so much damage uh with my sniper rifle, which has like two different elementals on it. Oh, and like I, I I both set a boss on fire and then immediately froze him solid after that. Uh once his shields were down. It was really fun. Um and uh we have another character who's a claptrap um but uh, he's a what was it? Technomancer? Oh okay. Weird. Uh yeah, so he he has a death trap companion. And <laughs> um we have another friend of my ours who is a, I don't know what their one is, but they are also a psycho. And then okay. we have the basic enforcer because another one of our friends, she really likes the game. She wants to play it, but she's not really, she's not really into role playing. She just wants to play. Okay. So yeah. she, yeah. And we don't mind that at all. Um, and she's just playing the basic enforcer, uh, soldier, soldier enforcer character. Um, it's good to have that kind of middle ground if everyone's mm-hmm. out doing their own craziness. It's good to have the the base to kind yeah, of Yeah, I'll I'll send you a picture of my character later. <laughs> Ooh. All right. Yeah, so my friend Maddie, uh she is a very creative human being. She she um she and I way back when, like the first time uh I tried to start a business, uh it was with Maddie and a couple of other friends and it was called uh, Boxfort and we were making board games. Uh, we got close to completing several different games, but we could never get them off the ground. Maddie is someone who really loves to create, just endlessly turn out ideas and such like that. So she's campaigning Bunkers and Badasses right now, uh, and it's really good. It's really, really, really fun. Nice. Yeah, I've... I, I'm, I'm trying to make a... Not a board game, but a TTRPG, actually, and mm-hmm. like in the background. But uh, I can get into that later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but feel free to continue on with what you're saying. I'm so sorry. No, you're good. I love the tangents, honestly. I mean, you listen to our podcast. We go on them constantly. It's great. Like, again, because it's like you don't want to, you don't want to listen to somebody who sounds robotic almost you want to like when people are turning in to listen to this we're trying to listen to real human beings talk about real stories thank you jj are you okay sorry give me one second no you're good jj are you okay (laughs) he's 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 laying down he's mad at daddy because daddy's talking oh gotcha no it's fine he he is doing okay. okay but 
but when when people go on tangents, it's say it's signifying to the listeners, to the people watching these things that again, you're a real human being, and you're talking about you're talking about real interesting conversations. Um, I did not expect to listen to uh, hear uh, talks about strippers when I first started <laughs> listening to that one episode, though. Yeah, we 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 try and keep it like mostly on the level, but I mean sometimes we're. I mean, I don't mean to toot our own horn, but we're kind of hilarious sometimes. <laughs> you, guys, you guys are. You guys are. I'm being honest. And if anything ever happens to Wesley, I'm going to riot. I'll be oh, honest. Me, me too. Uh, I mean, basically, <laughs> we'll we'll shut down and that'll be it. <laughs> yeah, Once he's... Wesley decides to stop role-playing or stop playing tabletops, I'm, I'm done with you guys. Sorry. Can't do it no more. No, I'll, I'd be done with us too. <laughs> <laughs> no, you guys are all great. Everybody I've listened to is really, really interesting, really funny, really into their positions. It's just, it's just good to listen to it. If if you are listening to this podcast, stop. Go listen to their podcast. Just give it an episode. No, no, no. Fin- finish this one out. Check out some of the other ones. You've got some very good conversations in here. Like for your podcast, this this one that we're all currently on right now. Uh, I, I really like the the format that you've got. It's very loose it's Mm -hmm. just go off on tangents and that is kind of one thing that i like making sure that we include in a lot of our our stuff because what happens is we just come down here we sit and i'll just click record and Mm -hmm. we'll just bullshit until uh one of us decides to like actually start playing so (laughs) i i love uh having that listening to that it kind of gives you a little bit more of a a little bit more of a connection to someone beyond just a character. Like it's mm-hmm. all well and good. If you can play, you know, uh, if you can play as a brand McShoots a lot. Uh, I love, I love that. I love, hold on. I, one more thing, one more tangent. I'm so you're sorry. Good. You're good. I love Vec so much <laughs> as a, as a, as a, as a personality. Um, uh, what's God, I'm, I'm, I'm having a brain freeze right now. What is the, um, What's their player's name? I'm so uh, sorry. Joseph. Joseph. I knew that. Thank you. I'm so sorry, Joseph. No, um, did Joseph write out all of the possible acronyms for his character before uh, this? He continues to write them out. Just as he's, uh, to my understanding, as he's like sitting here and like listening to everyone else, he'll like have an idea pop into his head and he'll write it down. Or if he's like at work or something, he'll just pull out a notebook and he'll write one down. So that then he can just really, really play around with it. But it's 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 an interesting mechanic, JJ. Um, give me give me one second. I'm so sorry. Let me. Let no, me no, take no. Care you're good. Take your moment. take your time. I am I am so sorry about that. No, you you do not need to apologize. I mean, my kid's about your kid's age, and mm-hmm. I, I I get it. Yeah. Um. He heard me laughing, and he thought it was cute for him to start laughing. Ah, he also gotcha. he, he also does have a show on right beside him just to kind of help him maintain his uh attention elsewhere because uh if it's just me and I'm talking he's going to want my attention. Oh no, I I fully understand that one. Like if I'm uh sometimes I'll just be like sitting on the couch messing around on my phone or whatever and then uh my kid'll come up and like just start pushing me and like dad, dad you try it, and I'd have to like figure out what she's wanting me to try. Yeah, and they're holding out their hand and like doing that whole grabby motion. 
to grab you. That's what Jaden does. He he will walk up to me and say, "Come, come, Daddy, try." And he'll hold his hand up and he'll start making like a grabbing motion, like he wants me to take his hand. Yeah. So I'll I'll take his hand. He'll li- he'll lead me somewhere. And uh, right now we're doing potty training, so he wants me to go potty. Oh, how's that going? Because for us, it's it's uh, it's a struggle. It's going. Uh, so the very, uh, I I've gotten him into the habit of as soon as he wakes up, bathroom before we do anything else, before breakfast, before anything, it's time for the bathroom. Um, I uh, I started this off a long time ago by first making sure that whenever we wake up, the very first thing that we do is go to the bathroom and brush our teeth, and oh, now. Now um, we go to the bathroom and use a potty before we brush our teeth. And okay. that way, yeah, that way he knows. And then after we do that, after we brush our teeth, he takes his gummy vitamins. And he, that, that completes his morning ritual. And then we go get his breakfast and stuff like that ready. Um, number twos are the hardest thing so far. But he's getting used to that because he just does it right now. He doesn't understand that he needs to hold it. Like oh, if, yeah. he, if he feels like he has to go number one, then he'll be like, Daddy, potty. And then he'll just go in there and use the potty. But right now, he doesn't understand that he needs to hold the number two and go do that in the bathroom. For us, it's kind of the opposite, actually, is uh, number one's like she'll just go. Just number two. Let it happen. Usually, yeah, number two, she's usually kind of on the ball with it sometimes. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, we're getting better at the number twos. Um, slowly but surely. Uh, today his stomach was really upset, so oh, that's uh, always we, rough. Yeah, we did not get to do that at all today. But otherwise, yeah. five doing great. Nice. Yeah, I'm sure this is definitely something that uh, uh, all oh. the listeners are wanting to listen to. Also, so <laughs> sorry about that. Well, well, even okay, even as a even as like. Uh, even as a role player, like when, when parenthood becomes involved, it, it's, it's just another, not, I'm not going to say it's an obstacle, but it is something else that you have to tackle when you have like a hobby like this. Because again, we were playing earlier in the kitchen and my son, um, he has all of everything he ever needs. He has plenty of toys to play with. He has plenty of coloring books to play with. He has plenty of books to tear up. Um, uh, I can put on a show for him if he likes. Whatever he wants. No. He wants daddy's attention. Period. He wants to be a part of the game. Yeah, I mean, only kid syndrome is, is definitely a big thing. When uh, when uh, Avison was younger, she would uh, be down in the basement with us. Uh, she'd have her show on. She'd have plenty of toys and everything. Uh, and we'd be trying to, you know, play our role-playing games, but uh, got to a point though where she was way more interested in everything we were doing, trying to grab our minis. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, look, so cool, huh?" Yeah. Give me, give me just a second more. I am so so sorry. No, it's fine, man. Ah! Hi, buddy. I am talking with a good friend. Okay, I love you. There we go. Can you oh, hear me? Good. Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. Okay, sorry about that. Paw Patrol. Paw Patrol. All right, Paw, yeah. Paw Patrol or something like that. So my son actually likes scary things. Really? Yeah, he loves 
spooky, scary things. This is actually how I know he is definitely my child. Because when I was growing up, I loved Goosebumps. I loved Tremors. I loved Jurassic Park. I loved things that scared me as a kid. And it has persisted as an adult. Yeah, I... uh... See what did I end up watching? Oh, I watched um Oh shit, it's that one. Oh, Darkness Falls. That's mm-hmm. a good. Uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I I I ended up wetting the bed for a little bit after that. <laughs> Oops. Um I used to be uh the first time I saw Trimmers, um I used to be afraid of the ground uh for a period of time. Uh and I know it's silly now as an adult, but understand I was like, I don't know, six or seven. And so yeah. I had a habit of climbing trees and not coming down. And then uh, it became such a problem that people were just like, leave him in the tree and he'll come down for dinner. And that is you what just... happened. So we went, uh, we went back on vacation back home to uh, Washington state, uh, Back in June, actually. And my kid uh, climbed a tree for the first time ever. Mm -hmm. I Mm -hmm. honestly didn't think that she would have been able to do it. But once she got up there, uh, I got scared shitless because I wasn't sure if I was supposed to climb up there. If I was supposed to wait for her to fall or something. I know. Like, okay. Um, uh, I, and again, no matter how role playing has ever prepared me to be a parent. I don't know if any amount of pretend will ever prepare anybody for being a, uh, for being a parent. Oh, never, never. When I took my son to a lake in Alabama to see some of my family, they had, uh, this park and they had like three different types of slides. One small one for kids, for kiddos, uh, a medium sized one and a really tall one. And Jaden, when I was playing on the slides and stuff like that, and I sat down on the bench, and he goes over to the tall one, like this really tall one, and he climbs the ladder like it's nothing. He's three and a half. Yeah, this is right when he turned three years old. Uh, No. Right before he turned three years old. Yeah, he was two and a half, because this was July last year. Yes. And he climbed that sucker no problem. Didn't care about a what. No fear in this boy. He climbed up that ladder, slid down, and said, Daddy, I did it, and did it again. And I'm having a heart attack because I I, I keep a good eye on him. But yeah. when I him, I was like, do I just let him go? Do I let him do it? Do it? Does he... Yeah, do, you have does... to roll the dice there because you're like, I don't know if this is just part of the development kind of a thing. like, Or should I actually be the helicopter parent that I am? that I know I am and like, yeah. yeah. So I, I did, I did the most sensible thing. Cause I didn't want to like freak out and show my son that there's a reason to freak out. So I just, I stood up and like, Hey, do you, I do this nervous thing where I put my arms up my, like I cross my arms okay. uh, in front of me whenever like I'm super nervous. Like, and I, I put my hands underneath my armpits for some reason. Don't know why I do it. I've just always done it. And I just, so he walked over there, be like, "Yeah, buddy, good job. You're doing it. You're doing it." Uh, but secretly on the inside, I'm like, "No, no, 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 no." Yeah, like that thing is three, four times taller than you. You could seriously hurt yourself. It was three times taller than me, and I am Jesus. six foot one. Yes, he climbed that sucker, no problem. Didn't care. What and a just, champ! Just, I, I know, and like, but there are things like like he can do that, but. 
he uh, he can't do other things yet. Uh, yeah, like my my kid will fall just walking, like mm-hmm. flat ground and everything, and yet she climbed a tree easy peasy. She started climbing ladders at the park, like <laughs> yet she'll fall just from walking. <laughs> I, I I hope uh to kind of to kind of get on the to stay on the same topic, but kind of get into back into the topic of role playing. I hope. I can get um, my son into tabletops. Uh, if he doesn't like to do it, then he doesn't like to do it. Um, I, I, uh, I'm hoping the exact same thing. She actually already has her first set of dice. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Uh, like there's a game store nearby that we'll go to. And whenever we bring her, she knows right where the dice are. And she'll go over there and she'll, you know, pick out a die or two and, uh, you know, bring them home. I mm-hmm. uh, have no interest in rolling them whatsoever, but we'll just kind of like fumble around with them, look at the numbers and everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's still pretty cool because I can I can remember my first set of dice too. I still actually have my first set of die. Um, the yeah, they are yellow and orange. Um, uh, they uh, you can see through them. Uh, they are so old that the faces have been worn off of them because I've had them for ooh fifteen years now. Jesus, I don't think I have and I don't even remember what my first die set are or set were was. <laughs> well, um, whatever the, the appropriate term is. The die, first set of die or yeah, dice, die, die, blah 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 blah. Uh, Dices, uh, the the, fu- <laughs> the fucking plastic things. <laughs> the things that we roll. Yeah. The things that look like candy that we can't eat. Yeah. Uh. Um, I, I do really like one of them, though. Uh, I got it for my birthday, not this past year, but the year before. Uh, it is a cadaver die. Mm-hmm. A so cadaver it, die? Yeah, like made like from a, a medical cadaver, like the bones of a medical oh, cadaver. Oh, that's what I was... Okay, not exactly what I was thinking. I don't know. When you said cadaver die, I thought of like a fleshy... Like a, a fleshy dice, oh, like a no, fleshy would, die. Oh, that and, oh, that just grosses me out. And and like, or even just like a fleshy looking die, like not exactly, oh, yeah. yeah, but like the color of it, and maybe just a wee bit squishy. And I was like, how is this work? What? What? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's uh, made out of the bones of a medical cadaver. Oh, that is kind of cool though. That is very cool though. I I will be honest. Yeah, it's you know it's morbid cryptic whatever you want to call it but i i think it's really cool i kind of hope that i have my own die set uh made for my bones if i get like amputated or something mm-hmm. that's what i want done with them <laughs> you just like in your will donate my body to the role uh to the role players yeah <laughs> the whole body the whole everything. thing yeah. the whole thing see what they can do with it <laughs> maybe maybe somebody will make a map out of your flesh one day there we go Gotta have. I'm I'm writing that one down. <laughs> um. So in in a um in an effort to kind of prepare myself for my son eventually getting to getting into this, if he does want to get into it, it's not like I'm gonna pressure him into doing this hobby with me. Um, I uh, kickstarted this thing. Uh, I kickstarted this tabletop called Anamon Story, and Anamon is uh like this weird mixture of Pokemon and Digimon in a tabletop role-playing format interesting oh yes and it's definitely it's definitely made for kids so i can't wait to get that like i'm always like on the lookout for 
how I can get my kids into it. And I know that there are role playing games out there designed specifically for kids. So it's it's just like one of those things that I want to look for. Um which is another reason why I wanted to make this site because it's just like how can I go through and find these things other than Googling kid friendly tabletop role playing game? Yeah, you gotta start the indoctrination process young to really get oh, them God, brainwashed super, into super early. Every single day after potty breaks, we uh I, I sit in front of a TV and it's just a it's just uh, have you seen that scene in Clockwork Orange where he's like watching uh they have his eyes open and he's watching uh, a show. Have you ever seen Clockwork Orange? I have not seen Clockwork Orange, but I swear that I have seen that scene. Oh, God, yes. It was a meme for a while. Uh, I don't know if it's still a meme. Uh, well, I don't hold his eyes open, uh, so nobody has to panic. But I do sit there, and it's just like on the TV. It's like a bunch of flashing. Roll D20. Roll, yeah, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, just roll D20, <laughs> and then it's like a scene of a, of a of a venturing group and a campground, and then uh, roll D6. Just super yeah, fast. Like si- single frames of just like make a background for your character. Just, <laughs> yeah, all, all the classics. Um, to kind of, uh, to get away from that topic, <laughs> <laughs> um, what are some of your favorite characters that you've, that you've had the pleasure of role-playing as so far? Oh, role-playing as? Mm-hmm. Like, so you're I, just some of your favorite characters. I haven't gotten to actually role-play too, well, I guess NPCs, I do role-play a lot of them, because uh, eventually, right, uh, with the whole, uh, starting it back up, uh, just a little bit before COVID, uh, I be I was the GM for uh, multiple different games that we ended up doing. Um, there were a couple games that I was a part of where I was a character. I uh, had some interesting character concepts. Those ones fizzled, however, because of uh, I just didn't like how the GM was playing his like playing the game. Uh, not saying that there's anything wrong with uh, you know different GM's uh, styles, but he was very, very by the book. And mm-hmm. I fully understand and appreciate that being, you know, by the book has its merits. Uh, like you'll hear me, I'll, uh, you know, call things out or I'll be like, oh, I don't think it actually works that way kind of a thing. But when it gets, when it gets in the way of realism mm-hmm. uh, or like, I mean, we're playing fantasy, right? So, realism isn't really the concept but i don't know there's a there's a happy medium between trying to play the game for its crunchiness for like all of the different rules and numbers and everything and trying to just have a good story some systems are more designed for that story kind of an aspect mm-hmm. uh other games pathfinder is probably the uh, the biggest example uh you play for a lot of their crunchiness Right, like it's all. it's the whole rules versus fun conversation. Yeah, and I think, I truly honestly think that there is need for both of them. Oh yes, absolutely. Because I mean, you a lot of people have fun using the system, and oh, yeah. a lot of people has a system to have fun. It's just it's it's a circle thing. Yeah, and like someone has you know painstakingly tried out different rules and everything and they wrote these things down in their uh rule books for a reason there's something in there that like it makes sense for uh obviously uh no uh no game creator is going to get everything but right they usually have a good reason for it and frankly if you don't like it 
that's just kind of a discussion to just have at the table of like, hey, uh, this rule, it makes sense kind of, but I just don't think that it really makes this experience fun. And that's, you know, again, a p- importance of session zeros or just to have that quick aside real quick in the midst of a game even just, hey, mm-hmm. uh, I think maybe we could do it better if we do this kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Like rules are a guide and you should try to adhere to them as much as possible. But uh, if you need to homebrew stuff, homebrew it. Um, But yeah, so anyways, I uh, have been kind of the uh, dubbed the eternal GM. I think Misty Uh, uh, has coined that phrase. Yeah, I for me. And I and I hate that for you too, because like now everybody is always going to be looking at you as a GM. Um, And I, uh, I've grown to love it. Have you? Yeah. Uh, It. So at first, right, I had my. my character who was like part of the party but i was still gming and everything and i thought that that's how i could still have fun while being a gm uh it wasn't until um starting to play that rise of the rune lords game starting to uh get started with our kingmaker game which has been going on i mean with the podcast we haven't gotten to play it as much but mm-hmm. uh before the podcast started we were playing that for over a year mm-hmm. and uh how the, Which how the is good, by the way. Like to have a campaign go on that long is great. The cool thing too is that, uh, so the Kingmaker campaign is broken up into six different parts. Mm-hmm. Um, we are maybe halfway through part number two. After that, that's great. Yeah, I I love it so much, uh, but. Yeah, like I'm starting to like I really uh, really like being able to incorporate my own thing. Like we've basically tossed out the normal uh the normal story in that Kingmaker game and I've made it my own. Mm-hmm. Uh I think right now in the story uh my wife plays the baron of this uh newly developed kingdom mm-hmm. and she is actually on her way with the party to go and fight off against her orcish mother who is causing all sorts of havoc. Not hmm. at all in the game whatsoever. The orcs aren't even supposed to be there. Yeah, but... I was actually, I was just searching my mind through what I know about Kingmaker to, to see like where I, where you were at at this point. And yeah, that's uh, that's what I was thinking of. I'm sorry. No, you're good. Like, yeah, I'm just adapting it to make it our own. And I really really love the concept behind Kingmaker because, like, the story Mm -hmm. sucks. I'm just going to throw it out there. The Mm -hmm. baseline story is not good. They try and fix it a bit in the uh, the video game that you can get on, like, Steam or PlayStation Mm -hmm. or whatever. Believe it or not, I actually have it. It's it's pretty good. I've played through it a little bit. I've never been able to finish it uh, just because I, I, I don't have the time for it. It is a huge time commitment, and if you wait too long on it, I mean, it's the same thing with like the Witcher or with Red Dead Redemption or any of those longer term games. If you leave it alone too long, you've forgotten too much stuff. And when you mm-hmm. pick it up again, you're like, I really should just restart. And you're never going to finish it. Right. Oh, please, please tell Wesley and your wife, or if they listen to this, uh, please let them know that I am also a huge fan of the Horizon games. Uh, because I know that they talk about it quite often. Horizon Forbidden West and Zerodon. 
Yeah, actually, uh, the wife got the collector's pack thing for Forbidden West. So she, mm. we've got the, I'm actually looking at it right now, the Tremor Tusk uh, oh, figure. Or the, model. the giant. Oh, yeah. We're done. All right, everybody. That was the Roleplay Rejects <laughs> and Damien. Go check out their crap. I don't know. We're done here. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> uh, um, that was uh, so. This conversation actually reminds me of another thing I wanted to ask you. Was like this tabletop thing that you're doing. Uh, I shouldn't call it a thing. This tabletop podcast that you're doing. Does it leave you guys time to actually play like other games without the risk of people listening to you or? Or as a part of this, uh, I don't want to say business, but probably should say business that you're trying to grow. I mean, it is uh, technically a business, I guess. Mm-hmm. But uh, it it does eat up a lot of that time because uh, before we would have Kingmaker once to like four times a week that we mm-hmm. would end up playing it. But um, obviously, everyone's busy. Um, we couldn't really keep up doing it more than once a week. Uh, and then when we started the podcast, we're uh, pretty busy with that. Um, that being said, though, what we try and do, um, just a little uh, peek behind the curtain, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, we try and record multiple sessions a week so that then we have the opportunity to still like you know go on a vacation or try and go uh, play Kingmaker if we're not, you know, feeling in the mood for um for the podcast kind of episodes or uh even to try and start up a new show that we're looking to get started at some point because we're trying to do a blades in the dark kind of a thing Mm-hmm. so is that what is blades in the dark <clears throat> the sun has exploded the entire world is an endless night, and when the great cataclysm that got rid of the light in this world happened, it also opened the gates of the dead. So it's like a, a steampunk kind of setting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so think like Industrial Revolution kind of a thing. You have electricity, but it's not like you have you know, all of the amenities that you have today. Mm-hmm. And you play as a group of criminals in the city of Duskfall, or Duskwall, that is surrounded by lightning towers, which are fueled by demon blood, obviously. And that is to keep the, uh, the spirits at bay outside of the city. But inside is a just... It's nothing but criminals and... Uh, some like corrupt officials and cops trying to, you know, keep things in quote unquote order. Uh, so the game is very, very loose. You can basically do whatever you want, but it works in heists. So you do a heist to claim territory from this other group or to steal something that's going to get you a lot of coin, uh, kind of things like that you slowly grow up your uh your criminal organization as other horrible things happen people die they come back as spirits and all sorts of all sorts of cool stuff oh you can actually play this on roll 20 as well 
Very cool. Oh, nice. Uh, I did not know yeah. that. While you are speaking of this, I decided to do some quick research into it myself, just to make sure, like, just to kind of see what we were on about. It looks really cool. Um, I wish uh, I had a. I wish I was doing like a video thing of this, and I could throw it up there, um, uh, and let people see this. But instead, I will just leave a link to it in the description down below. That way, people can can go find it. It is. It is yeah. actually really cool looking. It is. I think it's almost ubiquitously coined as the greatest role-playing game ever created. Um, I don't know if I would go that far, but I'm only saying that because I have not played it yet. Actually, no, uh, now that we've been talking about it, uh, a lot of some of the other podcasts I listen to have talked about this game before and talked about how excited they were about this game. So there you go. There there you go, everybody. Go, Go play it. Go, go, go look at it at the very least. Yeah, the the system behind it too, because I'm you know a rules junkie. Uh, the system behind it is really interesting too, because you're rolling just it's nothing but d sixes, mm-hmm. and uh, the idea is that if you roll a one, two, a three, you don't do the thing. If you roll a four or a five, you do the thing, but there's also an unintended consequence in doing the thing. Mm-hmm. And if you roll a six, you do the thing, no consequences. So it's all it kind of like sprinkles in that little uh feeling of gambling with every action that you try and do because you could win but you could also have some crippling injury because of that or someone could be have a vendetta against you or any any hello i lost you can you still hear me now yeah i can hear you now okay uh where where did you lose me at uh i lost you at um you were talking about Rolling the dice, you're talking about the gambling, you're talking about, um, uh, you had said five, four to five, uh, something, uh, happens oh. but with consequences. Six, you get the consequence, uh, or you get it with no consequence, and that feels a, um, God, I wish I didn't have ADHD or else I'll be able to repeat this back. Oh, to no, you're good. Uh, yeah. So, like, you, if you, uh, it gives that sprinkling of gambling, mm-hmm. uh, in that kind of a game. Or like in in the game intrinsically, and it really fits with the whole criminal aspect of trying to gamble, uh, not just you know physically with coin, but also with like your lives and the lives of others. Like you're, mm-hmm. it really feeds off of that kind of a concept, which I think is really cool. And we tabletop role players love gambling with our lives and the lives of others. It's the all best. the time. That's so good. <laughs> um. To circle back to your question about my favorite characters I have played, mm-hmm. uh, I think that my favorite one that I've played thus far in the podcast has been Kyrus. From the Star Wars. From the Star Wars game, yes. He was a uh, Keldor Jedi guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, I mean, uh, you know this, but uh, a pacifist. Yes, I do. I do know about this. I, I was never... very sad. I was very sad when that story ended. But uh, you guys do more than just like you're not focused on one thing. You're focused on doing a bunch of tabletops. Yeah, yeah. Um, so just for uh, the listeners of this uh, of this episode, the roleplay rejects. What we are trying to do, and what it the original concept was, is we were all like. 
uh, constantly just saying like, oh, hey, did you hear about such and such uh, RPG? We should play that someday. Did you hear about this one? We should play that someday, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. And it got to a point where we we're like, why don't we fucking do it and record it and not just record it in like a, oh, we'll play this one or two sessions and then we'll move on to the next thing because there's a lot of mechanics in a lot of these games that you don't get to see if you limit yourself to just that uh, one to five session kind of a thing. A lot of times you have to like really work at, or you have to like really play the game to get all of the different aspects of it. If we had done that Star Wars game, Mm -hmm. just one or two sessions, we wouldn't have seen all of like the different force powers and like how it actually feels leveling up. Mm-hmm. Uh, all that often if we had done the fallout game just one or two sessions we wouldn't have really seen how it looks especially at like higher level play uh, we had that one episode where we just jumped up to level 20 just to fuck around and see how it was and wrap mm-hmm. up the story as well um it was a fun story it was a good story thank you yeah that one was i probably i probably could have done it better but you know, you you live and learn. Well, we're we're always our own worst critics when it comes to this sort of stuff, especially when it's stuff that we have to show to other people. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, but I I loved it. I I thought it was really fun. And my one of my favorite characters I've ever role played um is also from the Star Wars setting. Really? Uh, yeah, but not from uh not from the new Star Wars tabletop role playing uh the Edge of the Empire. Um, mine was from the original, uh, not the original, uh, cause there's three Star Wars tabletops. Mine was from the revised, uh, Star Wars role-playing game, which came out in the early 2000s. Hold on one second. Yes. 2000. It actually came out into on, on in 2000. Yeah. I've uh, never played that. The only one that I've ever played is the one by, uh, Fantasy Flight, I think is who made, makes that one. Uh, Edge, yes, uh, yeah, Edge uh, of the Empire, Force and Destiny, all those ones. Mm-hmm. Um, my character was the exact opposite of your character. My character was a Trandoshan, uh, Sith in training, actually. Ooh. And uh, he joined the group. And when my character joined the group, he had uh, he had a blue lightsaber, but um, I was working actively against the team the whole time and I was in private communications with a GM and I was throwing a wrench into everything. Like I was sabotaging missions along the way and stuff like that. Eventually my character did my Trandoshan did become good. Um but it took a long time and it took the whole team figuring out that, oh, you're actually a bad guy. You're not here to help us. Oh that so that is a very difficult line to play. Mm-hmm. Uh like being the the evil kind of character. Because mm-hmm. like, uh, you, it, it's it's just so hard to try and be you know like evil, edgy, whatever you mm-hmm. want to say, uh, mm-hmm. but still make it a fun and enjoyable experience for everyone. Because a lot of times it it does feel like uh, if you're playing too evil, that everyone's just like, well, why do we even fucking keep you around? Uh, it doesn't make sense for our characters even. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it it was one of those things where like um, I had to uh, not like I, I couldn't actually hurt the characters like I couldn't go out of my way to kill the characters, of course. Uh, all I could do is like mess up the thing. 
Um, and the reason for this is, uh, I forgot what the logical reason that this was. It was like, I wasn't, I was ordered to not hurt them, but I did have to stop them. Like I had to slow them down. Um, and I can't remember exactly what the in-game reasoning for that was, but, um, I mean, it definitely sounds like a cool character. Cause I, I do, I mean, I think everyone kind of loves the whole like villain turned good guy. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm a I'm a I, I used to be a big sucker for that kind of storyline, and I still kind of am. Um, uh, I I like my evil babies to become good in the long run. I am that sucker. Um, <laughs> no, but, I mean they're good stories. Like uh, what we had with uh, with Sinyet, uh Wesley's character in the Star Wars game. Mm-hmm. Like I, it wasn't necessarily that you know Sinyet was turning good, but you were like seeing that kind of a internal struggle the whole game, which I thought oh, the was whole time. awesome. Oh yeah, uh, and it wasn't just from Wesley's character; it was from everyone's character. Like everyone's character um, had their own uh, issues that they had to get through. Uh, at one point, your character even was just like, no, not your character. Um, Jacob's character, I believe. Uh, Joseph's Jacob's? character, yeah. Jason, J- or no, I call him Jacob. No, he was he was the GM for that. Yeah, so, so I'm sorry. It was your character. Um, yes, because we're talking about uh, Carisiel. Carisiel? Carisiel? Kyrus. Kyrus. Why am I saying Carisiel? No, you're you're it, good, man. I, trust me, names are one of the things that I cannot remember for the life of me. I have to write them down to even come close yeah, to remembering. Yeah, and, and to not spoil anybody, uh, not to spoil any of your potential listeners who are listening to this, but at one point your character was just like, fuck it. At one point. And was like flat out like uh, tried to kill uh, one of the like the bad guy. Yeah, like, which, instead of like doing her. Yeah, which she, he does not do and did not do up to that point. Right. Um, my character, uh, and his name was Crisk. Uh, what he oh, nice. wound up doing was uh, when he finally uh, built his own lightsaber. Um, he built a Tonfa lightsaber. And uh, he would use it to defend himself, and he would never use it to attack. He would just punch with his other hand. Oh, uh, interesting. Yeah, like he would just punch or, or subdue somebody with his other hand. Like he uh, he got to the point where he did become uh, sort of a pacifist in the long run. He wasn't he wasn't shy about violence at all because he was a Trandoshan and still lived by the Trandoshan way. But uh, he he stopped like outright just. Oh wow, you're threatening me. I guess I'm going to kill you now. Yeah, kind of like uh, skirting that murder hobo kind of mentality mm. that uh, persists a lot in in a lot of these TTRPGs. Going back to like uh, when you said that like you uh, you get to appreciate kind of like different aspects of. I don't know if you actually said it in this one. I, before we started this one, I was listening to one of your other episodes, uh, like in preparation. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think in that one you were talking about how your uh, like your own personality kind of like shines through with all of your characters, mm-hmm. which oh, I yeah. think I think is really like something that I try and do with a lot of my characters. Not necessarily as a, as a GM. As a GM, I want to make like more more interesting. Maybe like the opposite of uh, one of the characters, but has like close ties with them or something like that. But with my characters, I I wanted to like Kyrus wasn't actually supposed to be uh, a pacifist initially. Uh, I saw the the bind power 
uh, the bind force power, and I thought that that was fucking awesome because this a scene kind of like appeared in my mind where Kyrus like walks into Tavern X. Uh, mm-hmm. Guys stand up about to like pull weapons, and then he just says no, and then they stop. They're stuck there. He mm-hmm. goes and talks to the barkeep, walks out, and then they finally can move again. I thought that that was awesome, but uh, just really quickly in playing the character, I just realized that like that's a very pacifistic kind of a a move, mm-hmm. which allowed me to kind of like delve into something that. I don't normally delve into when looking at uh, when looking at characters for TTRPGs because most of the time it's like uh, very combat focused and you don't want to be like a burden of the party just being like no I don't want to fight uh, but it was cool that the Star Wars RPG kind of like allowed me to toy around with that idea and kind of like show me that hey, maybe in the next character that I make, uh, maybe mm. I don't have to do nothing but killing. Right. I mean, you, you you see, though, with Fudge Puppy that I went polar opposite, just trying to fuck around and see uh, see if I could do uh, extremes, kind of like testing my limits and everything. I, I was, I guess, uh, and again, just so everybody understands what we're talking about, uh, Fudge Puppy is a psycho character from bunkers and badasses that they are currently playing through and if you don't know what a psycho is it is basically just a crazy person in the borderlands universe uh just just absolutely lost their mind batshit crazy person and bloodthirsty very bloodthirsty very bloodthirsty so the fact that you were able to convey actual human emotions uh especially again with the whole giant scene and like a, a, a few scenes before that as well that you were able to convey human emotions through this crazy individual. Really good. Really, really fascinating. I was very Thank taken you. aback when when I, I was like, I heard this character go from this this crazy, I'm going to murder everything, to a logic that actually made sense for the character. Yeah, like, and it it's hard to kind of strike that, that sort of a balance because... Um... Like, it's very illogical, almost anti-party kind of mentality of just being mm. like, well, he's a psycho, I need to kill everything. Right, but, right, and, and, and that's like, it, yes, I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, and like trying, because that, that's a big thing, right? Like, uh, I think the most stereotypical example is a, a rogue, right? Mm-hmm. People who play rogues, they're like, "Ooh, I'm mysterious. I'm a thief. I'm a lone wolf." Oh, oh, Often yeah, that's my own thing. Yeah, that's that's the that is the um, what is it? Uh, I forgot what Joe Cat said, but it was basically like rogues got to be kleptomaniacs, bards got to fuck everything, and wizards have to set everything on fire. Yeah, and I, I don't like that. I mm-hmm. know that there is a happy medium where you can still show those aspects of your character. Absolutely. I'm not saying, you know, don't be a bard and try and fuck everything. I'm not saying don't be a uh, a kleptomaniac rogue. What oh, I am I, saying hold on. is... I, I will say it. Don't be a bard and try to fuck everything. Stop it. You know what you're trying to do. <laughs> Quit it. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> I, I just think that there is a happy medium where you mm. can still show those aspects of your character, but not 
have it be whenever your bard opens his mouth that all the other players are just rolling their eyes because they know what's going to be coming. And right. like I think even with with Fudge Puppy, it's it's I cross that line a couple times where I'm like, you know, I'm gonna cut a guy in half. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because poor I Fred. Can, yeah, yeah. Poor, poor Fred. Fred. Fred just wanted to feed his family. Yeah, or like people are having serious conversations, and then I'm like, I think Fudge Puppy would just jump in on this, but you you never want to use those words. It's what my character would do. That, right. It detracts from the the enjoyment of a lot of these systems. Yeah. All jokes aside, like if you don't want to play a bard, play a bard. Like nobody, like I'm, no one should stop you from playing what you want to play. Um, and speaking of like a happy medium, I myself have found that in a bard character before, and um, I got it from somebody else who t- who sort of kind of gave me the idea, um, where it was a bard, but he was a death metal bard, and um, he had this, he had this. Um, um, like, you know how you have spiked maces on the chains? Yeah. Well, he would wrap the middle around, he would wrap the chain around his arm and he would hold the head of the mace, the spiked mace in his hand. And he would like scream into it, uh, death metal style. And it would cause everybody bleeding damage. I uh, fucking love that. That is and awesome. It was, and, and it was really fun, especially as I am, um, I am a metalhead on the inside, as I like to say. Uh, I don't get to, I don't get to do a mohawk anymore, but I, I on the inside I still love to listen to my favorite bands. Oh, I mean, same here. Uh, Job for a cowboy, uh, and all Narnarnarth. Shit, I, I fucked that one up. I know I did Carnifex. All those ones. Carnifex. I love I love metal or death metal, deathcore, whatever. Uh, if they're screaming, uh, I usually like it. Um, if you haven't heard of the band called it Necrogoblicon, uh, I highly, I, I highly suggest it. It's one of my favorite bands in the world. Uh, uh that's what I'm going to be listening to tomorrow. Then, well, today, I guess. Are you? Uh, I, I hope I'm not keeping you up too late. Oh no 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 no! I'm I'm I hope I'm not keeping you up too late because I know you got a kid to look after and everything. Yeah, I'm gonna be waking up at the bright early hours of seven tomorrow to go do some stuff. Ooh. Um, uh, it's okay. I I am used to it. I actually get off work at eleven, uh, and I have to stay up until probably about twelve uh, before I actually get to wind down and go to sleep because I still have to get home and do everything, so on and so forth. Oh dang. Um, I just I I I'm just so happy that you're here, being able to talk with me. I really appreciate you. No, I I'm happy that you uh you managed to fit me into your schedule cuz uh I mean as I'm sure you have noticed it's been like <laughs> almost 2 hours now. Well, hour and oh, a half. Yeah. So like yeah, we've like and, I I just like talking about this stuff and it's nice to have another person to uh to talk to. Right, and that's another thing. So that's the reason why I'm trying to do all this is because people want to talk about this. It's just that there's no real place to talk about this. You, of course, you can talk to your friends about it, and you can find a podcast here or there. But there's not many of us who really want to talk about like the deep, intricate complexities of like character development uh, in role playing games um, and versus like real life. Like, there's no real people. There's there are people out there who talk about it, but we're just not widely known. That's the reason why I'm trying to create this system where people can go and find that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like the, the website that you're making, I mean, it's, mm-hmm. 
I, I hope that it can become everything that we're all kind of hoping that it can become because it's... Uh, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. It, it's, it's, a, it's, it's taking a long time. And like I said, I kind of had to restart my life um, this last couple of months. Um, so it's, it's taking me a lot longer than I thought it was going to take. But, yeah, you know, things happen. And as long as you just keep trucking with it. And I honestly feel this about your podcast. If you just keep going with it, I do think you're going to be one of the better ones out there i i i think you guys are all truly good at what you're doing thank thank you uh i mean i hope we can continue living up to those expectations uh we'll we'll see i guess and uh, if if um I, I hope you don't mind that we kind of come to a close if that's okay with you no, you're unless good. you just have more unless you have more to talk about or I, more that you want to talk about i could talk endlessly days oh weeks straight <laughs> But I, uh, well, I, I tell you what, we will come back to this and like have a, a part two to this at some point. Like we will uh, roundabout and, and I'll get back with you and we'll do like another episode together because I would love to talk with you and the rest of the group. Um, but like as a parting note, I do want to say if Wesley's boys don't <laughs> get closure Sorry, just... <laughs> at the end of this, I'm going to be real upset. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping that they do, but god damn is my it boys. so fucking funny. <laughs> my boys. God. God. Like I, I I love Joseph's characters. I love I loved Misty uh when she was uh doing her characters. I love your characters. I, I, I've loved everyone's characters, but when Wesley says things, I laugh. I laugh so much. And I he's don't know. Hilarious. If, he's hilarious. He's he the is. Best. He is. And if and I don't know if he believes it or not but i need you to make sure he knows that if he quits we're done and that's it now i'll, I'll let him know and i i tell him constantly too and like I, I don't know if he believes me quite yet but i'm hoping that maybe like uh i'll just be like hey listen to this and mm -hmm. and then hopefully he'll get it but yeah but i mean i don't want him to get too full of himself because then I might... oh yeah you know what wesley <laughs> come on mm, man come on you gotta you gotta step it up man yeah, heck, heck you, Wesley. Gosh. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. All right. Um, so before we go, uh, feel free to plug yourself as much as possible right now. Go right ahead. Okay. Uh no shit. Uh I probably should have had go. like a written thing for this. Um so hi, I'm Damien. Uh it's been a, a pleasure uh being on here and, and bull bullshitting. Uh I love bullshitting about all sorts of nerd things. Uh I have a podcast, Roleplay Rejects. You can listen to it just about anywhere that you can listen to podcasts. Uh, we have uh, our, I think it's semi-unique logo um, that you should be able to see. Uh, we're currently working on actually making stickers, which I'll need to send you one of them. Uh, or I love shit, stickers. Like 40 of them, something. Uh, but anyways... Roleplay Rejects. Uh, we are a podcast who do try out a bunch of different TTRPGs for uh, a much more extended period of time. We're not talking one or two sessions. We're talking, uh, I think Fallout had close to 20. Star Wars had close to 20. I'm pretty sure Bunkers and Badass is going to have close to 20. And we sprinkle in some other, uh, some other RPGs in there, too. We had Adventure Skeletons, which is a unique one-page role-playing mm -hmm. game. Uh, we had... Uh shoot, what is that other one? Uh, Lady Blackbird. Lady Blackbird, thank you. Um Yeah, our goal is to try out every single RPG out there. Um mm -hmm. we we try and make it so that then there's a unique story in there. 
And for those who like the crunch, like myself, we also try and kind of explain a lot of the rules uh, and kind of give our feedback, if you will, uh, mm. at the end of the, each of the games. Really quick before we end this out, uh, as a personal note to you and like all the viewers listening, uh, if people do listen to this. <laughs> oh, people do. Oh, I, I, um, do. I do. I'll be there. I appreciate you. Um, and I'll send you a link. And I'll put the link down in the uh, description below on the show notes. Uh, so people can know. If you're looking for like obscure role-playing games, um, the gaming table on YouTube is uh, is led by um, a, a delightful woman named uh, Lexi. And uh, she uh, reviews these um, oddball games that you just really never hear of. So, um, and I'll send you the link. So, if you're ever looking for like an idea of what to play next, like she is a good person to go to. Like one of the things that she recently uh, reviewed was a game called um, what was it? Uh, the Dark Waters. Uh, give me one second. Uh, one Mississippi. Oh no, that's that's not <laughs> enough. Um, yes, it's called Backwater, um, a okay. Southern Gothic horror tabletop role playing game um, that takes that place awesome. in like yeah, it takes place in like the bayous. And I grew up in the bayous, so like I, it is something that I personally definitely want to play uh, because um, I, I grew up with all the the spookiness of the swamps and all the oddball sounds and lights that you might hear out there. Um. So, uh, yeah. If you, yeah, I mean, we. So right now we're kind of, I guess, a little bit more on like mainstream stuff, just because this is some of the things that we wanted to try out mm-hmm. and play. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my hope is that at at some point in the future we can do we can play uh like games that people all have uh have created just kind of like by themselves or like there's a. I saw online that there was a uh, SCP universe uh, role-playing game that mm-hmm. uh, I don't, I haven't heard much of anything else about other than when I was like listening to a lot of SCP stuff or uh, like this uh, backwater game sounds awesome. Like I, like I said, I want to try out, I want to try them all. And I, I agree with you. I also want to, I also want to try them all. I just never have enough time. Oh, d- d- fucking time. Like if only, <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, Damien, for joining me. Um, and viewers thank you again, for having me. Just to make sure that you guys all know, Damien is from the Roleplay Rejects. They role, they have a tabletop role playing podcast. Again, I'll link it below. You can find them at the roleplayrejects.com. You can find their podcast on. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Pretty much all podcasting platforms. Pretty much all podcasting platforms, except for Pandora. It was really weird trying to get that registered, but yeah, also yeah. like. Listen I don't, anywhere else. I, I also don't have this on Pandora because it also it has been very weird to get it on Pandora. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah. You did better plugging my <laughs> plugging our fucking show than I did. <laughs> uh, you can also find them on Instagram. Uh, oh yeah, you, you Instagram. Do, yes. We, yes, we have, have all of our all of our pictures. Like uh, if we say like uh, we'll we'll put it on on the gram a lot in uh, mm-hmm. in the game. So if you want to like see some of the weird symbols going on or like you want an idea of what the map looks like it's all it's all on the gram and you also have a facebook page uh i believe we have a facebook twitter i think we have basically everything but we're way more active on instagram 
Um, if you'd like us to be active elsewhere, uh, go ahead and send us a uh, send us an email at roleplayrejects at gmail.com. Yes, and if you really, really like what they're doing, please, for the love of me, if you like me, go support them, please. Uh, you can support them on Patreon, actually. Oh, yeah, we have Patreon, too, if uh, if that uh, is something that you want to do. Uh, well, we're hoping to get, like, a Patreon-exclusive shows on there, uh, try and, like, expand the uh, expand the business. Mm-hmm. It's, it's difficult to get out there because everyone thinks that Critical Role is, like, the end-all, be-all of what uh, role-playing actually is, and people don't understand that um, Critical Role has several writers and they have like they have all these different things that are pre-planned you guys don't do that you have a gm who plans things but you the players actually are are living through it right then and there not everything else yeah like i, I don't think that critical role is like scripted or anything like that Mm-mm. uh but i just it it's got that produced feeling mm-hmm. to it and uh kind of detracts from just getting around a table and just playing games mm-hmm well, um, that's all I've got. Thank you so much for coming on. I really uh, appreciate it, and I'd be I'd be more than uh, honored to have you come back and support this um, man's website and everything that he does. Um, uh, and I guess this is time for my own shame, shameless plug. Um, uh, you can find this podcast on pretty much every single. Uh, wait, you're already listening to it, so why would I need to say that? Thank you for listening to this podcast, everybody. There you go, and you can check out his website at uh, Core Role Players Guild. Yeah, the the Core Role Players Guild dot com. Um, I plan on uh, I have uh, several different podcasts up there right now. I have actually more coming on there pretty soon. I upload at least three tabletop role playing games every week, uh, which is what I have been uh, getting ready for. I have like fifteen ready to go up there. I support creators all over, uh, whether they are large and small, because what I'm trying to really do is bridge the role-playing community altogether, whether that be cosplaying, MMO role-playing, uh, tabletop role-playing, whether, uh, and just trying to help people find the communities that really helps them fit into place in this, in this weird thing that we love to do. Yeah, the one-stop shop of role-playing. That's what I'm trying to get to. Um, and someday it'll be, uh, actually, I don't think it'll ever be exactly what I want because every single time I stop to go, is this all I want to do? I go, no, there's so much more. There's so much more I can do for people. No, I, dude, I, I can't fucking wait. Like, I, you, you have a lot of stuff on here about like uh, MMO role playing that I should probably try and get into. Uh, but then again, I'm also worried that like all of my life will be uh, sucked into all of that. Uh, but yeah, like I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for, for what, uh, what your, the, what the core role players guild will be. I appreciate it. I really appreciate it. Um, all right. Thank you everybody for listening. Uh, Damien, once again, thank you for joining us. And of course, anytime. That's, that's all I got. Uh, so until, uh, two weeks from now, stay in character. Deuces. I know I said at the beginning of all this, but it feels so good to be talking with people again. I love role-playing, and I love having these conversations, and I hope that you enjoy this conversation that I had with Damien. Please, if you have the time just to listen to another podcast or two, go listen to the Roleplay Rejects. They have a lot to offer, and I think you'll enjoy them just as much as I have.
and now it's time for that question of the week. You know, that thing that I'm starting to do now. So let's do something simple, and I'll read them off next week. What is your character's name? You can give me your most difficult characters. You can give me a bunch of your characters. Just tell me what your character's name is, and I'll be more than happy to try to read it next week. And you can laugh at me and tell me how bad I failed. Apologies in advance. I am not an English major. And that's all the time I have for this week. I was planning on doing this every other weekend, but I'm going to try to do this every week. So we'll see how we go. I'll see you guys next week. And until then, stay in character. Or stay out of character. You know, whatever works. <laughs>